0: Lunchtime sports sandwich with Nathan Sage and Steve Sell. Enjoy your lunch with our fun filled McPherson Radio sports show every Thursday from 12 15 to 1. Nathan and Steve will dive into and take a few bites from all your favorite local.
1: Miller gets it back out to Alexander, cross court to Madrid, thought about, it. drives the baseline strong,
2: and he dunks it home! Wow, he took off outside of the box.
0: My goodness. College.
1: One thing I did want to say, too, is Iowa basketball beat Iowa State 105-77. to 28-point <laughs> victory, biggest ever. So any Iowa State fan again hearing this, ha, 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 ha.
0: And pro Sport. Fulmer working quickly.
1: And the 6'3 right-hander brings one. And Michael gets into one, hammering it deep to left. That's a way back. And that ball is gone home run, Michael Franco.
3: Mahomes in the shotgun, fakes it to Edwards Hilaire, sprints to the right side, he's throwing it long, throwing it long, he's got Tyreek Hill over the shoulder! Touchdown, King!
0: city so grab your food get your drink turn up that radio and enjoy your lunch with the lunchtime sports sandwich on mcpherson's radio 96.7 fm kbbe and online at midkansasradio.com and now here's nathan sage and steve sell got me hot
1: And welcome into another episode of the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich on 96.7 KBBE. Another week, and I'm a little bit older and a little bit wiser, and we're ready to talk some more sports. We had a lot of fun last night, Steve. We had some. Uh McPherson High Basketball, the 26th annual Mid-America Classic, uh, kicked off yesterday. We had the Dodge City and Wichita Southeast was the first game at 5 o'clock. McPherson and Valley Center at 7.30. And I think the best part about last night, Stephen, I think we talked about it all night long, was just the entertaining basketball we saw.
2: Well, they were two really good games. I mean, you look at the score of Dodge City Southeast, you see 56-33. But uh, Dodge City, uh, you know, jumped out real quick very quickly, and then Southeast came back, kind of, you know, made a little closer. But I'll tell you, Dodge City, undefeated. They're now 10-0. and I think they're ranked fourth in 6A, and, uh, you know, they were here in December, and I thought they looked a lot better last night than they did in beating the Bullpups by 17. So Dodge City kind of sent a message to the rest of the field that, you know, the championship's going to go through them. And, of course, McPherson High's girls, you know, generally the championship goes through them because they're the host school and they're always, you know, considered the team to beat on their home court. But uh, very impressive uh, games last night. I really was entertained by McPherson and Valley Center. Valley Center was a lot better yeah. than I expected to be. Coach Trent Preheim, of course, the Mound Ridge high grad, played for Vance Unrow. He had that team ready to play. They've got four pretty good players. Uh, the guard, Coash uh, is a really nice player, Eldridge. Yep. Then they had a couple other players. That, yeah, they, they had a couple other players that weren't bad. So uh, the Bull Pups, you know, had like an eight-point lead. It disappeared. And then yeah. right <laughs> yeah. right at the end of the first half, the Bull Pups went on a 9-0 run. Of course, Lauren Labertus, you know, line drive, yep. two iron of a uh, you know a shot from about 35, 38 feet just – blitzed into the basket. I mean, there was no air underneath that ball. It just rammed into the basket. That put the Bullpups up 9. They came out with a 7-0 spurt to start the second half and they were on their way. But I think Valley Center, this is this is going to be my prediction. I think Valley Center upsets Wellington tonight and I, I could be wrong maybe yep. the Valley Center you know game was Coach Stradman said you know I've watched four game films of him and he says this is the best they'd play by far and then I talked to Coach Preheim as we were leaving the roundhouse last night and he said to me he says you know we haven't shot the ball like this all year and he says they know now they know it's in them hopefully we can carry it over to Wellington you know you know playing last night you know, gets, gets you acquainted with the Roundhouse. Wellington's not played here yet this year, and I think that gives at least uh, Valley Center a five-point advantage to start the game. But Wellington's a very good basketball team. Of course, McPherson doesn't play tonight. Yep. Remember, it's, it's, uh, um, it's Wellington – and uh, Valley in the late game. And then in the early game is Dodds uh, – is Manhattan. It's, it's and Manhattan and Wichita southeast will see Manhattan for the first time. Yep. And you look at Manhattan, they're 5-2, and two, and their only losses are two of the top four teams in 6A. Lost to Topeka High, lost to Washburn Rural. Everybody else, they pretty well handled. But, uh, uh, boy, the way – you know, the way uh, – Dodge City's playing that pool A. I think Dodge City comes out of pool A, and I think McPherson comes out of pool B. I think we see a Dodge City McPherson rematch on Saturday, and uh, that would be a great championship game. Uh, the Bullpups offensively were really good last night. Oh yeah, uh, I, I thought they you know they shot the ball well, almost sixty percent for the game, uh, but defensively they gave up sixty eight percent shooting. Uh, by Valley Center in the first half. Valley still ends up something like 56 for the game. So uh, Bullpups got to do a little better job on the defensive end. Coach Strathman alluded to that after the game. But you know, there's only six teams in the tournament this year, but they're all quality. There's not a bad yeah. team. You know, Wichita Southeast gets beat by 23, but they are very athletic. Uh, you know, they, they, they really are very strong. They just couldn't get any shots off because Dodge City's defense was just incredible last night.
1: Well, what you I remember when you text me, and then when I saw the score and I came in, I actually expected the score to be worse with Dodge City and, and Wichita Southeast than what it was because they started out so hot. Twenty four to three. Yes. Yeah. So I expected. So that just shows you that Wichita Southeast is a good team to be able to still stick around uh, as much as they did, uh, keep it within twenty because it, it could have got out on quickly. Uh, I will agree. I also say Valley Center one thing that caught both of us off guard was you know we go into this not knowing a lot about the teams and and, and certain teams and valley center four and six on the year they had only one you know beat one team that had had more than one win on the season and so you kind of second guess and question it and then we're watching them warm up and it seemed like they were a little off and and they didn't have any big post players and and just nothing really stood out as a team that was going to put up the fight they put up. And so you the only thing that I noticed is the Eldridge and the uh Coash girl had like this kind of quiet confidence to their game where you know Eldridge you said she could shoot all over and so it was something that it was great to see it was great that we had the game we had and honestly I think it was great for McPherson to because they came in having to have the same feeling looking at a team four and six on the year and going okay you know that we should be handling business tonight and to get that scare that they had in that first half and to have that go in for Lauren Labertu that shot you mentioned at the half I think that kind of woke them up and I think going for uh, the rest of the way, I think, like you said, McPherson, Dodge City, everything's pointing to that. I just – Pool A is just loaded. Dodge yep. City, Manhattan, those two teams in there. Which, I mean, that's that's a, a tough pool, but think, either way. I
2: think Manhattan handles Wichita southeast, though, tonight. Uh, Manhattan's got a lot of experience in this tournament. Got a lot of size. Manhattan's yep. got some size. But uh, for McPherson, I thought the real key last night was Lauren Laberteau. Uh I thought she was just terrific. Um, You know, Grace was Grace. She got 24 yep. points, a ton of steals, did a good job posting up at times, still not really getting her three-point shot. The Bullpups didn't shoot the three. Very really. Well, yeah. You know, they didn't take as many as they normally do. But, you know, without a post presence, they were able to get more inside. And, and two scoring 11, that's just huge. But her defense in the second half on the Coash, yep. she really made her go to her right. Coash is a left-handed player. And Lauren really started Overplaying her, and eventually she had to go right. and It was obvious she was not as good going right as she was left. But I thought I would much rather the bullpups have a game like that than play somebody yes. where they beat 70 to 20 because they got a lot more out of that game last night. They're going to end up playing three good teams in in you know over the four days in this tournament. Remember, it's uh, two games last night, tonight, Friday, and then three games on Saturday, and they're all spread out. There's like two and a half hours uh, between you know time uh time allotted so uh it's noon uh what is it noon 2 30 and then uh five something like that or three it's uh 12 i'm sorry 12 and five thirty. yeah that's what it is so um it's it's even though it's two less teams there's still a lot of quality
1: yeah, and I, I I hang on the comment that you made last night that I think fits perfect was you said if Valley Center was in the same league as McPherson, they'd be the second best team. And I thought about that and I said, you know, when we went into circle that Friday beforehand, we go, okay, we're going to have a matchup. Didn't happen. McPherson dominated like they normally do. and. Th- The game that I thought we were going to see on that Friday is the game we got last night, and and it was exciting.
2: Yeah, and, you know, when the Bullpups played circle, circle was never in the game. That game was over early. Bullpups had it in the running clock. But, uh, again, this game was 27-all just before the half. An absolute burst by the Bullpups, scoring nine straight and then that seven straight. You know, nine can be made up. Yeah. But then when you tack on another seven, (laughs) you get down 16 to McPherson at home not gonna happen my friend current tournament standings
1: and pool a dodge city want to know uh manhattan obviously oh 0 and zero and zero and which at uh, wichita southeast oh one pool b mcpherson want to know wellington zero zero and valley center obviously manhattan and wellington will be in the columns uh later uh, after the games tonight uh, mcpherson boys six and five overall they lost uh last a week on Monday to Manhattan, 61-53. Lost to Shawnee Heights in overtime on Thursday, 60-54. to We knew at that time it was kind of one of those situations where it was just a little hard to swallow teams wanted to get past it get through it quickly the good news is for mcpherson is they have a makeup game now on february 1st may south was originally supposed to play mcpherson on that saturday that game got canceled because uh COVID issues in the may south program either way now they're gonna play on monday february 1st um and I know we talked to Coach Kinnaman at halftime of the game, uh, he got his thoughts on it, and I'm actually going to play his thoughts real quick right here, and we'll we'll hear from Coach Kinnaman, and, and then we'll discuss uh, how he thinks about moving forward.
0: It was good that we picked up that game because it was going to be a really long stretch for if we hadn't played until we played Derby. So it was good to pick up May South. The good thing about it is we don't have to put any more prep into getting ready for them because we had already prepared to play them in our tournament. So that's a good thing. We we took Monday off, and then honestly, Tuesday and today we've had the best practices that we've had. In fact, I, through the grapevine, I heard that that they went down to the Y and they practiced on their own on Monday, and and they've kind of come with a, a renewed sense of uh, urgency. And um, the last two practices, like I said, have been as good as we've had all year. So. Uh, that's what i really like about this bunch you, you know sometimes when when things don't go the way of high school kids they want to hang their heads and pout and and feel sorry for themselves and these guys are exactly the opposite of that and
1: so that was coach kirk kinnaman talking about that game coming up on monday as well as the squad and the thing I, I love that clip the thing i love the most about that clip is it shows one that his team is showing their own resilience. It doesn't have to be, it's not coach telling them how to do it. They're doing it on their own. They're trying and they're trying to get better. And they're going to only way they're going to do that is playing more and practicing more and doing things on their own. And well, it's I, just I, great. And,
2: and I can't remember a stretch of tougher games than what's coming up. You have May South, you have Derby, you have Andale, then you have a road game at El Dorado. But the next night or the next afternoon, you go to Andover Central for a makeup game. For those five teams, are probably going to be in the state tournament. Yeah. I mean, you look at it. So uh, what a stretch of uh, games for the Bullpups Pups uh, over those five. I, if they could go four and one during that stretch, I think it would be fantastic. I think three and two would be acceptable. You don't want to lose any more games than that. But uh, this is a team that – Again, 6-5, and five, but we've said it many times on this show, they're just a play here or two away from being 11-2. and two. The Other than, you know, the Andover game, you know, they got blown out in that game. But other than that, you look at their losses, and, and they were right there. If so, not leading. Yeah, if not leading. Uh, the Augusta game. Up eight in the fourth quarter. Let get away.
1: Shawnee Heights. They were up.
2: Uh, Shawnee Heights up nine with three minutes ago. Let get away. Olathe South up five with three minutes ago. Lost that game. So those are three games just right there. You know that uh, could have gone the Bullpups' way if they could have just closed it out with some strong play. And again, it, it, you're preparing for the sub state. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what the whole regular season's about. I know winning the league's a big deal to some people. But in McPherson, it's about state tournaments. And maybe that's, you know, being a little, you know, arrogant. But that's what all people remember about. They don't remember about, well, in – in 2018, did we win the league? Yeah, yeah. I mean, does anyone remember that? But you remember if, if you went to state or not. So, um, state's the big thing, and you want to be playing your best basketball that first week in March.
1: Yeah. So again, they'll play on Monday against may South. Uh, I think the time has come out as still. I uh, believe it's still 7:30. Six and seven thirty.
2: 30 yes. Six o'clock for JV, seven thirty for the boys.
1: Other area games, other area teams, all in action this week. A ton of games going on. Canton Galva girls basketball took part in a. Tournament at Sedgwick. They lost to Clearwater on Tuesday, 64 26. They're scheduled to play Bell Plain tonight. Canton Galva boys will take on Wakefield on Friday. Moundridge girls basketball had a tournament at Haven. They lost to Garden Plain on Monday, 75 52, and they'll face Gossel tomorrow. Uh, Moundridge boys will also face Gossel on Friday as well. Smoky Valley had a pretty long week. They're still kind of just getting into it, really. The girls fell to Hutch Trinity. Uh... F- they beat Hutch. They bit. okay, well they beat Hutch Trinity 45-36. They have Hoisington today and then that's which is a makeup from January 5th and then they go to Clay Center on Friday. Uh, Smoky Valley boys lost to Hutch Trinity for 52-42. They have Hoisington and then they have Clay Center as well. O'Leary Christian basketball, they don't play until Saturday against Center, both girls and boys. Inman girls basketball tournament at Sedgwick, they beat Sedgwick 38 to 35. They face Wichita the Independent Wichita uh, Tonight Boys will have Barine Academy On Friday Little River Girls Fairfield Tournament They beat Stafford 54-45 Tuesday And they face Fairfield tonight The Little River Boys Have no games this week As of far scheduled uh, Their next scheduled game That I have them for Is February 5th Against Canton Galva and then Heston girls lost to Claflin Central Plains on Tuesday, 42 36. They have Bueller on Friday. Heston boys took care of Claflin Central Plains with ease, 72 24. And they have Bueller on Friday as well. Looking at that, Steve, I, I know it's a lot of games, it's a lot of basketball, but anything really standing out to you? Oh,
2: yeah. Heston and, and Bueller on Friday and the boys. Uh, this will be a, a terrific game. Uh, big step up for uh, the Swathers. Uh, Bueller number four in class, uh, 4A right now. Uh, Heston boys, of course, really haven't been challenged. Uh, This will really test. You know, it'll be interesting to see how they play Max Alexander. uh, He was the MVP of the Salina Invitational Tournament. He had a game against Andover where he got 35 in the first half, two in the second half, scored 37. Uh, You look at the other games, uh, Smoky Valley, very busy schedule. Uh, And then you look at that girls game for Smoky, uh, Clay Center, when they play Clay Center. Clay Center, very good basketball team. That'll be a good test for them. And if you go back and look at midkansasonline.com, we have like Seven or eight teams now ranked. Canton Galva boys broke in this Mm -hmm. week in in the rankings. Elyria Christian boys broke in the rankings. Mound Ridge girls are ranked. Both The Heston boys are ranked. Uh, Little River boys are, of course, number one. So it's real neat that both Elyria teams are ranked. And then uh, Mound Ridge girls were ranked this week. And then, of course, both McPherson teams are ranked. So a lot of ranked teams, a lot of good basketball in McPherson and the uh, county and the area this year. Uh, it's been a lot of fun.
1: We got a lot of good, a good basketball, like you said. We got a little bit more to talk about when it comes to college basketball, area college basketball. But well, first, we got a break here on the Lunchtime Sports Center. We'll take a quick break and be back with more after this on 96.7
0: KBBE. Jims, to men for the best main brands in the world today and the personal service of yesterday. See gyms,
1: Farmers Insurance Group and Agent Brad Forsberg are two names you can trust with all your insurance needs. Brad can help identify the insurance that best fits you. He prides himself on giving each and every one of his clients the individual attention they deserve. Give Brad a call today at 620-504-5133 or stop into his office at 1607 North Main in McPherson. Farmers Insurance Agent Brad Forsberg, ready to help you with all your insurance needs. Did you know that macular degeneration is a leading cause of blindness among Americans who are 65 years and older? This is Dr. Esther Reddick, a board-certified Mayo Clinic-trained ophthalmologist in McPherson at 901 North Main. Macular degeneration is the part of the retina responsible for the sharp central vision needed to read or drive. Regular eye exams can help in its detection before you have symptoms. We treat the wet kind in our office as well. Call 245-0556 to set up an appointment. Your eyes, your health, our passion.
0: Banking is different these days, but at People's Bank, we're here to help. You can visit us at any of our drive-thru locations or utilize one of our 16 ATMs, many of which accept deposits. You can even bank from home by visiting us online at peoples.bank or use other features such as mobile banking, People's Pay, or our new Apple Watch app. We understand that you have banking needs. And just as before, we will continue to be here for you. People's Bank and Trust, member FDIC.
3: McPherson Center for Health welcomes Dr. Ruth Lehman-Weens to our team of exceptional health care providers. Dr. Weens is board certified and specializes in family practice, including obstetrics, and has a special interest in women's reproductive health. She is now accepting new patients and looks forward to positively impacting lives in our community. Call today to see about scheduling an appointment at 620-241-7400.
0: Not too hot, not too cold, but just right. Goldilocks may have been talking about porridge, but here at RC Heating and Cooling, it's all about comfort. This is Julie at RC Heating and Cooling. We know you want a comfortable home as well as a comfortable budget. For the next few months, we're offering a 12-month, no-pay, same-as-cash financing and up to a $1,200 rebate on a new heating and cooling system. At RC, you can get just right comfort for just the right price. Call us, 241-2787. That's 241-2787.
1: And welcome back to the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich on 96.7 KBBE. Nathan Sage with Steve Sell once again. And now we talked in that first part all about area high school basketball. Let's talk about some area college basketball. Steve McPherson is on a tear. (laughs)
2: The men are just playing fantastic. Uh, Nine wins in a row, beat Tabor at Tabor, swept the season series. Anytime you can sweep a season series with Tabor, uh, you're really saying something. They had six players in double figures last night. Every game, you just never know who it's going to be. I mean, it can be a different guy every night. They've, got, they've really got about eight guys that can really play. And Coach Eskelson doing a great job. They're in second place now in the KCAC. Huge game on Saturday. Oklahoma Wesleyan comes to town. And the Bulldogs have been unable to solve Oklahoma Wesleyan since uh, Donnie Boswick came back as head coach. Uh, Oklahoma Wesleyans right behind them in the standings. In fact, uh, if the Bulldogs lose, I think they drop into third. So uh, that's a big game. That's a three o'clock game at the Sports Center. Of course, no fans. Matt College does not allow any fans, yep. any media, any. Anybody yep. other than the teams in the gym, I'm not even getting to go in the games. I'm watching them on the live stream. Uh, the women had a chance to sweep Tabor, which would really been a monumental sweep because few teams do sweep Tabor on the women's side. Mac had an eight point lead in that game, let it get away, lost 59-55. Uh, Brittany Roberts got her uh, got to the 1500 point level in her career. She's uh, closing in on Carol Zink. Uh, for the all-time scoring record, that record has stood for a long time. I covered Carol Zink back in 1984 through '87. Uh, if she'd had the three-point line, she'd had a lot more points. She was, <laughs> even though she was six-one, she was a lefty, and boy, you get her in the corner behind that three-point line, she would have made a ton of shots. But Brittany Roberts uh, pretty much is staking her claim to the greatest player in McPherson College women's basketball history. She's gonna. She's already the leading rebounder, and. uh She's got a great chance to be first team All American because this week she was named KCA's, or I'm sorry, NAI National Player of the Week for the second time. Uh, She's in the top. Ten, or she, I think she's second in the nation in rebounding. She's in the top ten in scoring. Those kind of numbers should land you on the team. Plus, the Bulldogs are having a good season record-wise. Uh, they're uh, they're eleven and seven, so uh, that helps too.
1: It's just remarkable looking at the at McPherson. Uh, yeah, at McPherson College, fourteen and five overall for the men. Women, eleven and seven overall. A lot of teams haven't even gotten to play a lot of a lot of those games. And looking right next, Central Christian College, eight and one on the year because half their season has been.
2: Yeah, the Bulldogs actually, both MAC teams have played more games. Uh, The men have played more games than the KCAC in any team. The women have played as many as Sterling. I think they're the two that that are kind of the trendsetters. Avila hasn't played in three weeks. They paused their program. They haven't played for three weeks. I think they're actually going to play – Uh, this weekend for the first time in three weeks so i don't know how they're going to figure the kcac playoffs to be honest with you since some teams have played half as many games as the others but then like you say you look at central central men are home tonight i you know uh they're they're an exciting team i have not seen them in person this year because of covid and uh, they're eight and one they've won six in a row tough test for them tonight waylon baptist comes into town the Central women kind of struggling. They're 2-10 on the year. And the Flying Queens of Wayland Baptist that come in, they've had one of the great programs in the country for a long long time. They were one of the original great women's college basketball programs before, you know, women's college game really came up. Because you remember in the old days it was Wayland Baptist, Old Dominion, you know, teams like that. And then, of course, then the – Division ones really started to put more money into the program. So both Central teams home tonight. I believe they're both home Saturday too. I think they have Panhandle yep. Saturday afternoon.
1: Yeah, so a lot of great area basketball going on. The, the problem is, as you mentioned there, you can't really go to any of these games. Um, so we have to watch them on, on our laptops or whatever as well. Um, but that's going to change a little here with the girls games coming up the, uh, this week on the 29th for high school games at least.
2: But the um, colleges, I think, is, they're yeah. going to stick to it. Yeah. That's one reason I think McPherson College has been able to get pretty much all their games in is because they just don't allow anybody to come in. And it's it's real weird to watch it on the stream because there's, there's no people. I mean, yeah. it's just the teams playing and they make their own energy. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you, if 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 Oklahoma if we had fans allowed for Oklahoma Wesleyan on Saturday, uh, I'd probably take a little time away from the, the Classic and go cover that game then come back for the championship game.
1: Yeah, I was just wondering, you know, with uh, high school's, moving up to possibly with four participants or 25% capacity. I was just, it'd be interesting to see how all the area colleges, if they stay to the, in their lane and continue to do what they've done all season. I expect that. I think like you said, you expect that as well. Um, But man, that just to be in that gym, would be interesting. Because, you know, you hear all these conversations about the Dream Team back in 92, about how they had this great battle that went on in in practice that nobody Mm -hmm. knows about. And that's kind of how it feels with these teams not allowing fans or broadcasters or anything. Is Yeah, you can watch it on on YouTube, but
2: it just doesn't... I think one thing, too. I think the players are more focused. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of times when you have a big packed house, you make a basket, you're looking to the crowd and everything, and now you're just playing the team... You know, what's right in front of you, you're not worrying about all the theatrics. You're just playing hard nose basketball. I, w-
1: I would love to see, I, hopefully this comes out, but the, a study be done of free throw percentage this year compared to the rest of the year. At least well, players. I know
2: the Mack College men are shooting lights out at the free throw line. I mean, they've had games where I think one game they were 19 and 19, another game I think they missed one. It's just a shame they're having such a great year and nobody can be there in person to watch them. Either way, we
1: got more to get to here on the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich. We'll take a quick break, and then we got to talk about, I don't know, there's something going on with NFL coming up. Either way, we'll get to it after this.
3: Happy New Year, Kansas! It's 2021 and time for something different, like switching to Next Tech Wireless.
2: Want new devices? Mix and match five devices with unlimited data for $125 a month. Love your phone but not your provider? Switch and get $20 off your monthly bill. So bring the whole family to Next Tech Wireless. Get new devices on us or bring your own. Spend a new kind of quality time together. Next Tech Wireless. We are Kansas. Certain restrictions apply. See store for details.
3: Hi, friends. This is Dana with the Alliance Agency. Last year, I had a Medicare client with over $500,000 in medical bills in six months. Fortunately, with their supplement insurance, they didn't have to pay any of that. To discuss this peace of mind with your Medicare insurance, call me at 245-4861. And thank you for your business. Whether you're reimagining your backyard or transforming a few acres into a field of dreams, let Land Partners show you how easy and affordable it is to own a John Deere. Go to PrairielandPartners.com, click on the PLP Builder to build, price, and buy a compact utility tractor, mower, gator, or skid steer. Get started today at PrairielandPartners.com.
0: Delivering the right solution, Prairie Land Partners.
3: you need a new car or truck you found the perfect vehicle now what about financing you can save on your next vehicle purchase whether new or used by financing through great plains federal credit union rates are very low right now new auto loan rates are as low as three percent apr used auto loan rates are as low as 3.25 percent apr get pre-approved then make your best deal on your next new or used vehicle great plains federal credit union 720 north main in mcpherson with offices in salina Hill. Hillsboro and Abilene. They will work with you. Member NCUA. Janet's doing it. So is Fred. Bonnie's all over it. Same with Omar. Tim's been at it since February of last year. Corey started the year before that. And guess what? They're all saving by doing so. What's that? Oh, the doing part? Why they're using the Drive Safe and Save app from State Farm. And they're saving up to 30% and more on their auto insurance. How about you? You ready to get at it and save? To
1: start driving safe and saving in McPherson, call State Farm agent Galen Shields today.
3: Discounts may vary. Not available in California, Massachusetts, New York, or Rhode Island your board of public utilities asks are you looking for ways to save on your winter heating bills saving money on your bpu bill can be as easy as one two three number one lower your thermostat by two degrees to save as much as four percent number two during daylight hours open drapes and blinds to gain the maximum heat through the windows and number three check your furnace filter monthly. Keeping your furnace properly maintained will reduce energy consumption and save you up to 5% on your heating costs. This message from your friends at the McPherson Board of Public Utilities.
1: Welcome back to the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich on 96 KBBE. Nathan Sage joined alongside Steve Sell once again. And I did mention there before we got to the break, we do have some NFL stuff coming up. Oh, yeah, it's the Super Bowl coming up February 7th. And guess what? The Chiefs did make it. Uh, NFC Championship played last weekend. Uh, Tampa Bay beat Green Bay 31-26 in the AFC Championship. Kansas City beat Buffalo 38-24. My takeaways from these games... One, Kansas City will win the Super Bowl. Two, Tampa Bay will make it interesting by trying to play to run the ball and and play clock management and try and rely on their defense. But Kansas City is just too good. That's my take.
2: (laughs) Well, if Kansas City plays similar or as well as it did against Tampa Bay, it's not going to lose. And you know, maybe I've been so apprehensive all year. This team's lost two games all year, yet I've been apprehensive because I keep looking at the offensive line. It's beat up. They're gonna. Both tackles are going to be missing. They're going with two backups. I've been concerned about the defense because it can never get off the field. But I thought defensively the Chiefs were as good as they had been all year. The secondary really, I thought, played fantastic uh, against Buffalo. Did a good job of taking away Josh Allen's legs. I mean, granted, he ended up with 80 yards. But, you know, a lot of that was when they were behind and Kansas City was kind of, you know, allowing them to have the 8- to 10-yard gains. But maybe it's time for me to just say, hey – as long as Patrick Mahomes is upright and has, you know, he can throw the football, and Tyreek Hill's healthy, Travis Kelsey's healthy, uh, and I think one thing too, the Chiefs, edwards Hilaire had a great rookie year, but go with Daryl Williams. Yeah, go with the hot guy. He's hot right now. Stick with him. So I, I really, I'm with you. I'm, I'm actually happier that. Tampa Bay won than Green Bay. Yeah. I think Green Bay would have caused Kansas City a lot more problems or more physical. Green Bay's or Tampa Bay's a little more of a finesse team. Uh, Defensively, you know, they've shown that they'll give up some points. They've had some games this year where they'll give up a lot of yards. And the other thing is Kansas City's already beaten Tampa Bay once this year. So it's going to be all about adjustments. You know that Tyreek Hill is not going to get 200 yards receiving in the first quarter like he did the first time. And, And, you know, the the Buccaneers are now aware of the Chiefs' speed. Once you go up against that speed, you got an idea of it. Mm-hmm. But the Chiefs will have Sammy Watkins back, Le'Veon Bell will be back. Uh, you know that can't hurt. Uh, although to me, uh, Sammy Watkins, all he does is take up plays from Michael Hardman, and you know, Michael Hardman did a great job of bouncing back from his fumble. He scored a touchdown. He had a long run. Uh, you know, and I think he's got his confidence back. But again, unless I. If both teams just play their game, I think Kansas City will be the better team. It's For Tampa Bay to win, Kansas City's going to have to do some quirky things. Mahomes are going to have to throw like three picks. They're going to have to fumble, th- th- like a fumble punt like we saw last week. Kansas City's going to have to do things to beat itself for Tampa Bay to win.
1: You know what's interesting, Steve? If you would have said this game with the, with the char- cast of characters in it last year, you would have had everybody on the Tom Brady bus. Tampa Bay's gonna win this game. It's the it's the goat versus the up and comer. This time it's it's I for me at least for me I have no doubt in my mind that Kansas City's gonna get that win. Um, and and the reason is because of this. So watching the game last week when you talked about that muff pump, I'm a Vikings fan, and every single NFC Championship game that I can remember in my lifetime, there's been a heartache moment. And I had that moment when I saw that muffed putt, and I was like, "Take that breath. You know that bad stuff's coming." But it didn't, and that's the difference with the Chiefs compared to the team, um, the Vikings that I love, and, and any team that I've seen in my lifetime is they are the best at coming back from adversity. Right. And it's it's honestly it's amazing to watch. And so if they are to if the, if Tampa Bay does win for some reason, it's going to have to be a, a, a crazy meltdown it's gonna yeah. have to be because the chiefs every, will have to give them some help. yes because everything i've seen in this out of out of kansas city yeah it's a you have little glimpses of oh this could be fixed or this could be fixed but in in all it just shows how much kansas city is above the other teams in the nfl
2: yeah and and uh, one reason i like playing tampa bay more than green bay is tom brady's a statue i mean he can't yep. run Aaron Rodgers, very mobile. Mobile quarterbacks give the Chiefs the problems. Uh, maybe it's time for Frank Clark. Now, I know he had a sack uh, in the last game, but for the rest of the game, he was pretty invisible. Maybe this is the game Frank Clark, you know, has his moment to make, you know, to earn that big salary. Because, to be honest with you, how he got picked all pro this year for the year he had, I that's that's pure reputation vote. Because he did not have a good year uh, compared to what he did last year. So, I like the Chiefs in this game. I know everyone says, well, if you're betting on the Chiefs, we're going to go the other way because you're never right. But I did have the Chiefs to beat Buffalo, even though it was a very tentative pick. I had Green Bay beating Tampa Bay, so that was a surprise to me. But, again, I, I like the fact that they're playing a team they've beaten before, and that has to have a little doubt for in the minds of Tampa Bay can we beat this Chiefs team can we stop all that speed
1: got to be a little bit doubts in Tom Brady's mind too cuz he lost to Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship game last year so right
2: yeah and uh, I think it's going to be with covid and everything and you know not you know I I just think it's going to be the most watched Super Bowl maybe in history cuz just a Brady versus Mahomes. I know yep. each team has 52 other players, but there is such a focus on the two quarterbacks in this game. I just, I just think uh, – and we need the Super Bowl to have something good to go on you know, right now. There's, there's so much negative in the yep. world. We need something good to go on. And that
1: game will be in Tampa Bay on F- Sunday, February 7th at 6.30 p.m. It's going to be on CBS. So tune in and watch the Chiefs get that win. Either way, it is time for
0: Nathan's Complaint
1: And this one, i got to be a little bit uh, politically correct, but a 10-year-old and his family were kicked out of a youth basketball league in Ohio as his mother, attending the game, was wearing a mask but refused to put her mask over her nose. The family from Lebanon, Ohio, wants the league's decision, because they were kicked out of the game, they were kicked out of the league, reversed, and said the incident never should have gone as far as it did. I read the majority of the article when I when I went through it, and what it said was, and the very end of it, it said that these rules have been in place. Everybody has Biden. The thing that I think upset her was it was the opposite team's fans that decided to say something. The league commissioner came out and said that she was kicked out of the league and all this, not just for this this incident, but for past incidences as well. So there's a history of this going on, and this is all I'm going to say about it, and this is going to get right to the point. It is not about the parents. It's never about the parents. If you're a parent and you're in the fans and you're opening your mouth, you're wrong. And if you don't like what I had to say right there, I don't care. It's about the athletes. It's about the kids. It's about the game that they're playing. It's their game. It's not yours. Stop living through your kids. That's all I'll say.
2: Well, you know, I've been to a lot of uh, youth tournaments, mostly basketball, but, you know, some youth football. And uh, it really is, you know, I know parents love their kids, but sometimes they just go overboard. And you just got to abide by the rules. Everybody, if everybody just – Play by the rules yes. and not think that they're the exception to the rule. Uh, I think we'd all get along.
1: Yeah, that's my take from it. Is it, it should she's, they are right? It should never got to this. It should have never gone that far. That is exactly right, and I get it, and I understand everybody has their opinion when it comes to hey, masks.
2: Just be happy that they're. Exactly.
1: That's what I was saying. You just took that. The, just the fact that you were even allowed to be at the game, right? In general, just yeah. a, be, a, be happy about that. But no, that's how we are now. So either way, and if you don't like what I have to say, I felt like making this.
0: Want to kiss my butt, Just You kissed my both cheeks, both lips, right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on. I'm in the river.
1: As we get to this day in sports, 1960, the NFL announced the Dallas Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings. That's why I figured put it there. I'm a Vikings fan. If you don't like that, I'm sorry. Um, 1969 NFL draft. O.J. Simpson was picked by the Buffalo Bills on this day, 1969. I just thought that was interesting because now the NFL draft is all the way pushed almost till May sometimes, mm-hmm. and here it is in January is when O.J. Simpson was picked. Birthdays this day, 1949, Greg Popovich, the American basketball coach, and honestly, Coach Popovich is my favorite NBA coach just because of his attitude, just how he coaches. I like a lot of Of the things that he does Other birthdays Jermaine Dye I want to put that on there 1974 Former uh, Royal Former White Sox Former Brave uh, His birthday this day 1974 And the same day As Maglio Ordonez Who I always remember him With the White Sox uh, White Sox and Indians But um, Yeah With the White Sox in 2005 When they won that World Series so, his birthday. And then, since I am a Vikings fan, like I said, Dante Culpepper born this day, 1977. Not my favorite quarterback, but...
2: He was a beast, though.
1: Still, yeah. it was a big six, guy. six-two
2: hundred 250 pounds.
1: And he could run, and he did take him to the uh, NFC Championship in 2000 or 2001, um, which they lost to the Giants 41 nothing. But either way, uh, happy birthday to him. And Andre Iguodala, basketball player. He's with the Sixers now. I think of him with... Um, Uh, Golden State, but he's also been on the Olympic team as well. He was born this day in 1984, so he's actually two years older than me. Oh, one year older than me, rather.
2: Well, that he's still in the league. I mean, that is a testament to him. You don't see many guys that age, you know, still in the NBA. But, uh, you know, I go back to Jermaine Dye, his birthday. He had a couple of really great years with the Royals, and he was a victim of, uh, you know, playing – for a small market team, the Royals simply couldn't afford him. And then I believe they traded him to the A's, uh, if I remember right. And uh, But Jermaine Dye was a, a very good player for the Royals. That's when they had that outfield of Johnny Damon, yep. Carlos Beltran, and Jermaine Dye. That was as good outfield as there was in Major League Baseball. And the Royals had to end up – getting rid of all of them it's crazy because they couldn't afford them
1: it's it's just amazing yeah if you would have told somebody in 2005 in in 2006 2007 when megler dunes has done what he did with chicago if you had that lineup and you went okay see where they that they didn't do anything you'd been upset but still it's, it's great to to happy birthday to him it's great to to see those players uh have the career they did I, it's crazy 47 years old i never thought of megley Ordóñez and john jermaine because that's the time that when i was in you know getting in my 20s mm-hmm. the really loving baseball really going to games and to see them that old makes me feel old i can only imagine you steve
2: well in fact <laughs> i wrote a column uh yesterday if you didn't see it on midkansasonline.com uh, i put together a team of all the great baseball players who i grew up you know kind of worshiping they passed away in 2020 you look at that pitching staff, Tom Seaver, Phil negro, Bob Gibson, mm-hmm. and God I can't remember who the other one was It was a three hundred game winner um but the starting you know four guys, Hall of Famers, would be the best starting pitching staff you could imagine, and then you look at the in, you know you look at the outfield, you'd have hank Aaron, Jimmy Wynn, uh the left fielder Lou Brock, um you know. Oh, Bob, did I say Bob Gibson? I said Gibson, Seaver, Necro. Oh, Don Sutton was the other one. And, uh, you know, those four, what a starting rotation that would have been. I mean, that team would have – won the world series every year no matter who they had with them
1: you yeah, know if i were to do a team like that steve they'd all be on the steroid list so <laughs> uh that's what baseball was when i was you know really into it anyway either way that's going to do it for this week's version of the lunchtime sports sandwich hopefully you enjoyed this episode if you want to tune in next week we will appreciate it and also tomorrow we do have more mcpherson i basketball on the air bullpups will be taking on Wellington 715 pregame 730 is the tip off again hopefully you can enjoy us and enjoy some McPherson Night basketball and if you can't and you miss out Saturday morning the high school coaches show eight o'clock in the morning Steve sell and myself again bright and early will be here to recap everything that went on and preview the week ahead so hopefully you can tune in and enjoy Steve and myself one of those times but if not you gotta try and try and try to catch me on the flippity flip For this week's version of the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich, I hope you all enjoyed your lunch with a side of sports courtesy of myself and Steve Sell. Until next week, go Bulldogs!
2: Go Bullpups! Go Wildcats! Go Jayhawks! Go Royals! And go Chiefs!